You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. I was in therapy for it for quite a while before I realized what my counselor was treating me for. We had been going over grounding exercises, like the one where you inhale for eight beats, hold it for four, and exhale for five, when I looked at more at home. At my next appointment, I asked her directly, You've been treating me for PTSD, haven't you? She just nodded slowly. Oh. It suddenly made sense. The panic attacks that I never used to have. Feeling my pulse in my face when I even saw their names. The Xanax prescription. Not being able to trust romantic partners anymore. Dissociative episodes completely avoiding certain bands or songs or places in the city or even whole kinds of food because they reminded me too much of how those times felt. I haven't had bibimbap or banh mi in years, and it suddenly made sense. I thought PTSD was when one bad thing happened and you had trouble breaking out of that memory. That is true, but that's just one kind of PTSD. It has a cousin called Complex PTSD, or CPTSD, which is what happens when a long series of smaller events add up over months or years into something insidiously destructive. What makes things worse is that once you've got it, you're susceptible to it just getting worsened and compounded by future events. One vulnerability makes way for the next until you're just a shadow of your former self. That's what I have. That's where I'm at right now. I have a really hard time with dating but I'm still extremely compelled to do it because intimate partner companionship is still important to me. That much has not changed. A few weeks ago, I found someone really lovely. She disarmed most of my fears and was immediately unlike anyone else. Things were great for a few days, but eventually something innocuous and stupid happened, and I had a panic attack. It was inevitable. We talked, I calmed back down, and I was fine for a few days. Then I had another one over something equally stupid. She somehow still wanted to date me at this point, and seeing her made everything better again. I was fine. Everything was great. Then the dumbest possible thing happened. I sent her a nice text, but she was sleeping. And I knew this in advance. And she didn't respond for several hours, 
In that window of time, my brain absolutely rebelled against me. I panicked. I tried talking to my best friend, but I still couldn't make it stop. That's how these attacks go for me. There's nothing I can do. Breathing doesn't work. Grounding doesn't work. Mindfulness doesn't work. Absolutely nothing calms these attacks back down to a manageable state. I was eventually okay later that day, but it came back with no stimulus whatsoever that night. The next day I was fine all day until suddenly I wasn't. I was out working, far from home, with no real recourse available to me. Usually when I'm panicking about someone, talking with them helps. She was still sick and did not want to talk, but she agreed to anyway. It was a tense conversation, but I got back to a manageable place. Not great, but moderately functional. I could feel that I was exhausting her resources, being a mess so often. See, I know I need more. My counselor knows I need more. My psychiatrist knows I need more. After my second panic attack dating this woman several days prior, I had already reached out to an EMDR clinic and scheduled my first appointment. For those unfamiliar, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It's an extremely intense treatment rarely covered by insurance, but it's supposed to be THE treatment for people with PTSD and CPTSD. I didn't know much about exactly what would happen in those sessions, so the night of this last panic attack, I decided to look things up while I stopped for dinner. I read about resourcing, the first thing you do, which is where you build a completely safe space in your head, consisting of a place, figure, and animal you trust to be calming, nurturing, and protective, as well as a container to store the troublesome thoughts as physical objects. I read how none of these things can be, quote, mixed, having any negative associations whatsoever, which stood out to me because I'm not sure I have a set of those things that actually fits that description. What I did not expect to see is a quick, throwaway line about PTSD in a conclusion paragraph on one of these articles. PTSD stems from a confusion between the past and the present, believing that the past is still happening, or that the present is going to repeat it. It's simple when you think about it, but that had just never occurred to me before. I called another of my friends on the way home that night, someone who's known me for a very long time, back from before I was ever like this. I had hoped to figure out more about when this all happened, but I came up with a much better, more immediate idea instead. I had to figure out something that differentiated this new person 
from everyone I've ever dated. Something obvious, something inarguable, something perceptible even during a panic attack that could root me to the present and keep echoes of the past at bay. Then it hit me. It was so obvious and so profoundly effective that I laughed and cried at the same time. She has a dog. Nobody I've ever dated has ever had a dog. As soon as I thought of that, all of the anxiety vanished. It was so immediate and so powerful, the greatest relief from these feelings I had experienced in years. I told her my silly, ridiculous idea when I got home, not expecting to hear from her until the next day. Instead, she sent me a picture of her dog. I cried the happiest tears I felt in weeks. She understood. When I was about to head out on my first date with her, I had texted to a friend, it has to be okay eventually. Why not now? Another friend of mine once told me, healing is non-linear. This was my single greatest moment of progress in years. I wasn't suddenly healed, and it wasn't a universally applicable tool. But I now had a weapon that worked. I could weather these storms. My EMDR sessions would help me root the problem out once and for all, and I could finally be happy with someone I truly adored. I slept so easy and so well that night. And I wish that's where the story ended. There's a quote that has haunted me ever since I heard it. It goes something like, Every story has a happy ending if you know when to stop telling it. She left me in the morning. My anxiety had become too much for her. We were missing the happy, fun, light parts of a newly blossoming relationship, victims to my panic attacks that happened almost randomly at the slightest trigger. I don't blame her. My anxiety is too much for me, too. That's just how life goes, though. Sometimes when we do our best, it's not good enough. Maybe it's not good enough for someone else. Maybe it's not good enough for us. Or maybe it's a letdown in some other way. The point is, we put our all into it, and we just didn't get what we hoped for. You have only three choices at that point. You can give up, which I think is the most tempting. Your fears can't come true if you don't ever try to confront them, right? You run, you change your goals, you retreat from your problems until they don't hurt anymore. Or, you can try the exact same thing again, which actually sometimes works. 
Maybe your best was fine and there was some other circumstance at play. Maybe you just needed time. Maybe something changed naturally and now everything is what you wanted. Or maybe you've done both of those things. Maybe you've already spent time having given up on the things you want, and after all this time you still find yourself wanting them. Maybe you've tried your best, over and over and over and over again, failing repeatedly, and now you have this huge data set where you can thoroughly, decisively say, the only common variable in my failings is me. You're frustrated, and exhausted, and hopeless, and you have no idea how to change those things. But it's time for something different, because something has to change. The third choice is the only option left. You can make your best better. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how long that will take. I don't know what I'll have to do to get there. I don't even know if it will work. But I have to try. Trying is all that's left. I'm going to make my best better. Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends... Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there. <laughs>